0: Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Let's Talk Tribe. This is episode ten. It's uh, Thursday night. The Indians are about half an hour for, removed from getting swept by the Braves, uh, which puts them at seventy-one and sixty-two. Uh, They're four games behind Oakland for that second wild card spot, four and a half behind Tampa Bay. Uh, also behind Baltimore with the Yankees only a game back. So uh, obviously the series couldn't really have gone any worse um, with the big culprit being the lineup, which continues to have a lot of trouble scoring runs, uh, a total of three runs in three games against Atlanta. Uh The pitchers gave up only eight. You give up eight runs in three games and lose all of them. Uh, that's pretty tough. And I look since August started, uh, 26 games they've played the pitching's been great they've allowed three or fewer runs 15 times uh, but they've scored three or fewer 16 times so uh, you know the lineup which was the strength of the team for most of the season really failing them out um got a big weekend series with detroit and my um, guest this week so look back to the wreckage of the brave series and ahead to, to the weekend and Try to figure out what the tribe's chances are is Ryan Richards, who is the editor and lead writer with us at Let's Talk or at Let's Go Tribe. And, uh, welcome back to the show, Ryan. So
1: well, thanks for having me again, Jason.
0: Um, so you're tasked with the, uh, <laughs> sitting through games like tonight and then having to stay up late to write a recap. Um, what is there to say? I mean, you know, this is sort of three games in a row, pretty similar. Um, how are you
1: feeling at the end of the series? Well, um, but you feel, feel kind of feel the same after every, you know, each of the three games. Um, it's the same culprit. The, they, you know, the, the pitching has been great. Um, you know, on Monday night, was Salazar or Tuesday night was Salazar and the uh, bullpen last night. was right. Masterson and the bullpen tonight was Jimenez and, uh, Cody Allen and, two runs, two runs, three runs or two runs, three runs, three runs and you lose all of them. So it has right. to be the offense. And, and how how you feel about it. it's kind of when you don't score, I think is one is the worst kind of game to watch. When it, when the team isn't scoring on offense. At least when right. they're scoring, you feel like they have a chance of coming back. Yeah. But of late in it, at least past the All-Star break. It's just been, I mean, if they give up that three run home where the Jimenez gave up after they gave up that home run, I thought they lost. <laughs> That's how bad it's gotten.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it's a team like Atlanta who's got, you know, Craig Kimbrell, maybe the best closer in baseball. I mean, I, the game was over when, when they were still behind going into the ninth Um yeah, I've got no confidence, and really, in, in anyone at the plate right now. I mean, I guess there's some guys I'm more frustrated with than others, but there's there's no one I'm excited to see at the plate right now. I just feel like the whole team is floundering. Yeah, uh,
1: and, the, and I was looking at, looking at the stats, and that pairs you out. Looking at the August stats, I mean, it's it's ugly. Um, there's one, actually, the one, you know, the probably the, the top guy is Carlos Santana. His OPS is... 765. He's the leader of the team for August. So that's it's, it's 224, 353, 412, which is, oh, you know, not very good, but he's the best of the team. And, yeah, and some exactly. of the other guys that you're, some of the other guys that you're, I mean, Jason Kipnis um, has a 686 OPS. Uh was Cabrera. Um, obviously, we've talked a lot about him. 602 right. OPS. Michael Brantley 582 OPS. Michael Bourne, 550 OPS. Lonnie Chisenhall. Do, do I won't even want to say his number? No, his yeah, OPS? I mean, it's
0: unbelievable. <laughs> no one is hitting, and yeah, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. I, I, you know, as a team, I looked up on Fangraphs, and in August, the lineups. Uh, weighted runs created plus which is kind of the fan graphs equivalent to OPS plus if you're a listener who knows OPS plus and you know the idea is to take players hitting and adjust it for the parts he plays in and the league and all of that stuff and 100 is league average and below 100 is is worse and the Indians are at 83 which is worse than the American League uh you know I mean worse than the Astros and the White Sox the Mariners you know teams that you think of as being poor offensive teams and the Indians are outdoing them all uh, and it's been frustrating because on the flip side the pitching's been so good you know I mean, this is what we couldn't get all last year and a lot of this year and the pitching's been because the same thing in August fielding independent pitching 3.23 best in the American League nine nine plus strikeouts a game best in the American League I mean the pitching's been at its best and they're losing so many of these three to one, three to two, two to nothing type games. It's, uh, yeah, I, I, in a way, it's, it's more frustrating than losing like eleven to four, where you get your butt kicked. But so, be, I don't know. I'm, it a rough series for me.
1: Well, I mean, it, it's it's a two sided coin because number one, you get extremely frustrated when you waste all those pitching performances like they had of late. But at the same time, you think. These guys can't stink at the plate. They're too good for this long, and once they get going, it, they can play with anybody. But it's, put, it's just putting that together, and, and, and yeah. unfortunately, that they're running out of time, and they're, you know, obviously yeah. this is this a very important nine game stretch, and they might have the, you know, obviously their most important series to date, you know, in Detroit this weekend, and and if they get swept, they might be done. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, they. I know a lot of Indians fans, you know, there's, you know, oh, should we be, the Tigers are playing the A's, and who should we cheer for, because we want the Tigers to lose so we can win the division, and I've been in the camp for a couple weeks now, I think, you know, since the last Detroit series, where the division's off my radar, the wild card's the thing, and in Oakland was, I think, what, like a game and a half, I think maybe two games ahead of the Indians going into the week, and so I was hoping to see the Tigers win, and sort of expecting them to take at least two, if not three, of the four, and instead they lost three. And, yeah, I mean, four games is a is a big deficit at this point. I mean, if they, if they get swept this weekend, I think it's over. I think
1: – Well, yeah, and it's I'm not saying that they get swept because they'd be challenging the Tigers. I'm just saying they can't get swept because that would take them completely out of the wild card spot. Yeah, no, unless, I agree. Unless they get, they, they get completely lucky and Orioles and the A's all of a sudden go, get cold
0: and a lot of well, right. very That's lucky thing. things it's happen. Good. you know mentioned the orioles and the yankees are only oh my god if the yankees make the playoffs after all of this but they're only one game behind the <laughs> indians so with, if, with mark if, reynolds at second base and, and, <laughs> are still, and uh yeah i mean even if if oakland starts losing if the indians aren't winning it just means baltimore and new york and you know other teams are going to be the ones catching the a's they've got to start winning games uh, They've been. I mean, I, do you remember offhand what the record is against the the Tigers this year? Three and twelve, or something like that. Oh, it's, it's awful.
1: <laughs> they, I, yeah. I think they actually won two out of the first three games, and um, <laughs> they haven't run maybe a couple games since. I, I'm trying to. Yeah. I don't remember. It's bad. Yeah,
0: it's been <laughs> brutal. And uh, yeah, so I Miguel Go ahead.
1: Uh, I guess the only saving grace is that if they can somehow pull, you know, go three and three over the next six games, and they can get into September and get some reinforcements, and maybe they make a trade for somebody, uh, I'm probably doubtful at this point with all the waiver claims kind of, you know, kind of come and gone. Right. they, They still have an opportunity with their schedule to get back into it.
0: So, yeah, you no, no. I
1: mean, so you can't, I mean, so you can't completely
0: absolutely. just. Yeah, if they're within three games after this stretch, they've got Detroit and then they come home and play Baltimore next week for three games. And, you know, after that, some games against the Royals are, you know, I guess are about as good as the Indians, but certainly not, you know, a very good team. But the Royals are their, their toughest opponent after that Baltimore series. So, I mean, I feel like if they're within three games, a week from now, they've got a shot, but they're they're four back now, so they're going to have to find a way to win, you know, half of these next six or something like that.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, and, and, and the good news is that and the good news is that the fourteen AL team, AL East teams that are still in it, play each other a whole bunch the last month, so right? there's there are opportunities. But the big thing is, you know, they can't let Oakland run away from them.
0: Yeah, yeah, and again, you know, it's, you, you thought maybe the Tigers would would knock them down a couple of games. And if the Indians won even one of this series, that maybe they'd only be a game back, but that's not how it played out. And I saw Miguel Cabrera left today's game, uh, which the Tigers were were losing again. And then because Max Scherzer just knows how to not lose, they, uh, they came back <laughs> in the ninth inning. I think it was Torrey Hunter hit a walk-off home run for them. Anyway, they won, but Cabrera left the game. And I was at, I'm in Chicago and it was, was at a White Sox Tigers game a couple of weeks ago and Cabrera was still hitting the bejesus out of the ball, but he looked horrible moving around. And so I'm not surprised he's been struggling, but he's apparently already said he expects he'll be in the lineup tomorrow. So it doesn't look like he will probably hit two home runs. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I can't even remember off hand how far back we are of Detroit at the moment. It's, not all that far. I suppose if we swept them, hey, the division's still in play, but it's just so hard to imagine the Indians sweeping anyone, right? Now. Like, they're six-and-a-half back. Even if they swept, it'd be three-and-a-half with four wins. Three-and-a-half
1: and, and making up three-and-a-half because they, they both have about the same type of schedule. Right. It, it's, it's, uh, yeah, I, even if they sweep them. I, I mean, yeah, if they sweep yeah. them, oh, they, it'll be better for them for the wild card than for the division.
0: Exactly, but it's still about the wild card. Um, all right, so the, the lineup, as we said, been a, you know, almost across the board mess. The pitching, as we said, has been really good. Um, but there are some kind of question marks or unknowns with, with the rotation. Salazar, who hasn't looked as sharp, um, there's some, I haven't seen anything definitive, but there's a sense that he's going to reach an innings limit pretty soon. Uh, you know, Casimir was better in his last start, but, He's way beyond the number of innings he's thrown in any recent year. Uh, but then, on the flip side, Corey Kluber, hopefully back. Uh, Josh Tomlin may be ready to make a, his first appearance for a while. What do you, what do you see from the rotation, or what do you hope to see? I mean, starting rotation, go.
1: Well, um, obviously, they can't pitch any better than you know than they have to this point, at least recently since since the Detroit series. Um, obviously, Matheson has actually been one of the weakest links, actually, of, the, of this rotation because he's kind of struggled to uh, get through games, as odd as a lot of that sounds. Uh, obviously, Jimenez has been just incredible <laughs> compared to kind of what yeah. we thought of him at the beginning of the year. He's turned into kind of – no, not the guy the Indians traded for, but kind of 75% of the guy, which is still pretty yeah. good. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you have a kind of a rejuvenated Zach McAllister. Um, yep. you know, whatever you get from Kasmer and Salazar probably right now is a bonus. And then you're going to have – try to mix, mix and match Josh Tomlin and Corey Kluber. You know, who, who knows who you'll bring up. Uh, maybe some Carrasco spot starts. Uh, maybe Trevor Bauer makes it. So there's enough pitching that if they can mix a match and, you know, just the right way that they can get through this month and be pretty good. But it's again, it's, you know, can, can the, the hitting get, get going again?
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to believe so many guys slumping at the same time. It feels like they've got to snap out of it. Uh, it's just a matter of do they snap out of it in time for it to make a difference. Um, Yeah. Yeah. If if, if this was,
1: if this this was July and they were doing this, like, well, there's plenty of time for them to get going again, but you know, here we are at the, at the end of August and, you know, every, if you have a bad week from now on, if you have a bad week, it might be over. So.
0: Yep. Yeah. I mean, at this point, like we said, a a bad weekend and it could be over. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Jimenez, you know, he he gave up the home run tonight. And, uh, you know, if that one at-bat goes differently. And, you know, not not to give him credit. You know, I mean, he, he gave up the home run. He gave up the runs. But, uh, you know, 10 strikeouts for the second game in a row, which I saw Jordan Bastian, who, if you're listening and don't know, he's uh, the Indians beat writer for MLB.com. Uh, he tweeted after the game that Jimenez was the first Indians pitcher with back-to-back 10 strikeout games. Since Sabathia uh, just before he got traded in, in 2008, so I mean, it's that's been a while, and and, and Valdo probably you know a month or two ago, not the guy who would guess just because he was barely getting ten guys out in some games.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly, and I mean, I mean, you, I, mean when I get it's hard to hard to really look back on it during the middle of the season, but I think once the end of the season hits, we'll look back on this season and say. Mickey Callaway is a uh, is amazing because of what. Yeah. No, I
0: mean you. you I mean four basically. Yeah, and
1: it's not they like really they got a they, bunch of bunch of different guys. They, I mean, they most of the guys that have had success were here last year and had one of the worst pitching staffs in Indians history.
0: <laughs> right. And
1: so, and, and and Jimenez is obviously the poster child for for the turnaround.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, there's. I, I think a lot of fans have been slow to realize that. The I think finally, a lot of the bad mouthing of him has sort of died down. But it took a while for people to notice. And you know, there's still he, he doesn't go as deep into games as he'd like. But you know, he's he's been really good for I mean, definitely since the All Star break, and really since he just had a, a horrible April. I'll be interested. I, I, you know, a month into the season, I thought there was no way the Indians would possibly exercise the option they have on him for next year. But now, it, you know, it if they believe yeah. he's the be he, the pitcher he's been for a couple months now, I, I think you, you, they will exercise that option. But well, they, yeah, they they will
1: they will exercise it, but unfortunately yeah. now it's a mutual option.
0: So. Oh um, right.
1: And then, Jimenez so has, to, has to do it, and I mean, if he he'd be kind of stupid to exercise it because he'd go on the market. I, mean, I guarantee you, he'll get at least somebody will offer him yep. three year a three year deal.
0: No, yeah, you're right. I totally forgot about that because I was so caught up. And well, certainly he'll exercise it, but the Indians shouldn't. And totally forgot that it's mutual. Yeah, you're right. He won't. That's bizarre to think. But, yeah, he, he absolutely won't want to do it at this point. Um, speaking of pitchers and leaving the Indians, Brett Myers released today uh, after pretty stellar contributions to the team this year. Um, you know, I, I I was kind of surprised after uh, after the news came out, there were some pretty uh, – there were tweets from people and in, in, in words and articles from people that – we're kind of harsh. It was uh, there was one I put in the in my, my post to the at Let's Go Tribe from Dennis Maniloff who's one of the beat writers for the Cleveland Plain Dealer and it said I'm not going to go so far as to state that Meyer's teammates couldn't stand him, but they sure as heck won't miss him. And uh it's, it's pretty rare you get someone whose job it is to talk to players who comes out that harshly and kind of implicates other players in it. Um, yeah,
1: and um, he, and the weird thing is, I mean, he he hasn't really pitched since I don't know April or something like that.
0: Yeah, April I think nineteenth. So it's,
1: so it's not like he's been in the clubhouse a whole bunch. I guess he's obviously right. been rehabbing and in and out. But man, one you know, basically a month of spring training and one month of the season, and then everyone kind of hates
0: him. <laughs> that
1: kinda, yeah, I mean, that you know, it a lot.
0: His personal life from, you know, a few years ago now. He he's not someone I thought very high was coming in. Um but, you know, one of those classic sports things, if he'd been pitching lights out, I probably would have gotten amnesia about it during the season. Um sure. but he did not pitch well. He you know, he, he made he pitched twenty one twenty one innings, so not a lot, but uh for anyone who's ever pitched even just twenty one innings uh, his fielding independent pitching of eight seven one is the worst in Indians history, and he gave up 10 home runs in those 21 innings. <laughs> this is the worst home run ratio of any pitcher on any team in any season in history for, you know, a guy with even just 21 innings.
1: Um, yeah, and just to, just to give some context to so that, Ubaldo Jimenez, who, you know, <laughs> going into the season we thought well, he was going to stink, he, he pitched 134 Innings coming in today, and you know, add seven to that, um, and he's given up sixteen home runs the entire season. Justin yeah. Masterson has one hundred eighty nine, one hundred eighty eight innings. He's given up thirteen home runs.
0: Right. Yeah. So, good work by Brett. Uh, thanks for your service to the team. Well, like actually, his service million. was like
1: was, was kind of getting hurt and giving Corey Kluber a chance. <laughs> so, yeah, I look, you. you know, if you look on the bright it side of things.
0: Thing we're paying Kluber $7 million this year instead. Um, well, so let's look at who, who all did the Indians bring in? Obviously, Swisher and Bourne were the big two. Um, and then Myers, Rayburn. Uh, is there anyone else who was... Last off season, that I'm forgetting that's Kazmier, actually Casimir. Obviously, Casimir.
1: Um, so Casimir. Giambi. I feel
0: like I don't know. You know, Swisher and Bourne, I think, have been disappointing. They haven't been terrible, uh, but they haven't been what they, they were in previous seasons. And for as much money as they're owed, that's been frustrating. Uh, Rayburn and Casimir, on the other hand, uh, you know, both I think much more than anyone reasonably could have expected. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I I guess it's a mixed bag for the the new acquisitions. Jan Gomes, who they who they traded for, has been tremendous, and I think should be playing more earlier in the season. I was saying no, no, you know Santana's value is partially tied up in the play, but I, I I've changed my mind on that and would like to see Gomes play more. How about you? Do you have any lineup adjustments you'd like to see?
1: Um. Yeah. As far as going down the stretch, um. I, I yeah. If if they don't. Add- I mean, Gomes has to be playing regularly. I'm not saying he has to play every day because he has to take – you know, he's a catcher. He's sure. going to take some days off. But between, you know, Santana, I think the first thing they'll do on September 1st is bring up that third catcher so that right. they can play Santana at DH because John B, his home runs aside, has been pretty awful in the second half yeah. of the year. And, you know, it, it makes – too much sense to put Santana at DH, um Gomes at catcher, that's obviously your better defensive arrangement. And you you know, right. you allow Santana not to have to catch and you know, hit it clean up and be be the big run producer. And you, then you'd have that third third catcher in, in the uh on the bench just in case something happens. Um and sure. and obviously the rest of the lineup I don't know what else you can do. Um, once Rayburn comes back, assuming he'll come back fairly soon, he'll he should be playing right field, obviously. But unfortunately, yeah. he's had a couple leg injuries, and that so that that gives you pause about whether he can actually play the outfield. Right. Yeah, and then, and, you know, and and a, and, it, a, and, it, a for, and unfortunately, the 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 position player depth in the minors is not very good, <laughs> in the high right. minors. So there's yeah. no, but there's no there's no outfielder. I mean, the Indians brought up Matt Carson. He's kind of like a placeholder, I, I guess. Basically, a good a, like a body that that can play outfield, but I think he'll be gone September 1st as they add somebody to the roster. But there isn't much, you know. That's why you know I was kind of disappointed that the Indians didn't jump on a guy like David Jesus when he was available again because the Rays got him and obviously the Indians had a worse record than the Rays. So they certainly could have acquired him and he, he certainly, you know, could have, could have helped down the stretch.
0: Yeah. I I think, I mean, just the offense is floundering. You just want to feel like you want to, you'd rather see them fail with a different lineup than the same one night after night. Uh, But you're right. I think at this point, I mean, um, Saturday is the last day. Even if they could work something out, you—I don't think you can. Once September, well, no, I think you. I guess you can add guys in September. They just can't be on a playoff. They, roster yeah, they just battle, can't
1: but... be on your postseason roster. Right. Um, you can obviously if you're fighting for a playoff spot, well, you can acquire a player
0: right. that can
1: help you get to the postseason. But once you get to the postseason, he can't—he can't, you can't right. be on your roster.
0: Yep. Right. Yeah, I mean we'll see. Like, like, like we've already said tonight. You know if. You have to think at some point the bats come back and uh, you know Rayburn hopefully back and in a couple of days they can bring up another catcher and at that point maybe you you can play Santana at first put Swisher in right and get Rayburn at DH a little bit I don't know you know I mean they can mix and match I guess yeah uh, it,
1: yeah you can you can yeah I guess I guess I guess what we're saying we're both saying is that the guys that are currently on the roster. They're the ones that have to, you know, have to have to step up. There isn't a whole lot Indians can bring up from the minors that will help the offense. A guy like David Cooper is kind of like a shot in the dark. Who knows what he'll if they bring him up? Who knows what he'll he'll be able to do? He hasn't played most right. of the year. He had he had a he had a two couple vertebrae a, a, a major back surgeries put it that way, um, earlier in the year. So who knows what he's capable of and. You know, so the guys, the guys, Kipnis, Cabrera, Brantley, Bourne, Chisholm, you know, Chisholm Hall, um, they're the ones that have to hit. If if they don't hit, it doesn't matter who the Indians bring up.
0: Yep, that's true. I I mean, I I think playing Gomes more is the one adjustment that they could make that I think could make a difference. And you're right, the rest of it is just either the guys on the team start hitting like they were earlier in the year or they don't. And uh, yeah, we'll see what comes of it. Um, Playing the Braves, I think for me and probably a lot of Indians fans, my mind wanders back to the 95 team since that was the World Series matchup that year. So that team's lineup was maybe the best in Indians history. The lineup has been terrible for the last month. So if you could take one, 1995 Indian and and put him on the roster for the rest of the season. Who do you go with?
1: It's easy, Albert Bell.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's easy. From from, from that you team. team. You should, you, I,
1: well, another <laughs> one of my pet peeves. He should have won the '95 MVP. The, uh, the Mo Vaughn winning the 1995 MVP is the most ludicrous award. I yeah, think. I, mean, I think that's a perfect example I, I, of. And maybe may, may I'm biased (laughs) but Mo Vaughn over Albert Bell still is the most ludicrous uh MVP award I think I've I've seen uh yeah I think as long as I follow baseball
0: and it's not I mean sometimes you look back at awards and we have statistics we didn't have back then you know you use something like war or even just like OPS plus that accounts for oh gosh Fenway was kind of an easy park to hit in maybe Jim Rice wasn't (laughs) quite that good um but you don't need stats like that. I mean, he had – just looking at the numbers that baseball writers have always loved, Bell should have crushed Vaughn. I think uh, Edgar Martinez is the is the guy you could make some sort of case for instead of Bell. Well, so yeah, and, and
1: if Edgar, Mar, Edgar Martinez would have won the award, I don't think I would have really –
0: yeah, I, I would kind of probably,
1: I'm, probably would have been upset, but move Vaughn, oh my goodness. <laughs> all
0: right you're right albert bell was too okay let's say albert bell he's busy who's next on that team Go tomei i was thinking maybe Tome, who hadn't totally come into his own but well, third base has, has been pretty yeah yeah
1: you're right if you if you're looking at marginal uh, marginal upgrades but huge upgrades <laughs> told me a third base yes um i think obviously manny wasn't right so uh he would obviously be an upgrade over Drew Stubbs
0: <laughs> right. and,
1: or, you know, but Brian Raber has been okay. Um, if we're talking about lineups, um, obviously I had Murray. Um, most, I think Murray was most, most of the time at DH, I think yep. Paul Sorrento right. at first base and Paul Sorrento actually would have, I I'm pretty sure without looking it up, out hit Nick Swisher, even if you adjust it to, to this era. So right. even uh, Sorrento, who is, I think, most of the time hitting eighth, is, you know, what, what you know, would have hit better than, or it did hit better than uh, Nick Swisher this year.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, Kipnis gets the advantage over Baerga. uh Santana gets the edge over, I think it was kind of a platoon between Tony Pena and Sandy Alomar at that point.
1: Yeah, because Sandy was hurt, I think, a lot of that year.
0: Right. But you know what? I just brought it up. Tome. His OPS was was nine ninety six, so I guess he, he was pretty well into his own. So <laughs> that's
1: pretty He's, good. Pretty solid <laughs>
0: upgrade over Hall. It's uh sort of bittersweet. I, I, I mean, I, at this point, I've pulled up the ninety five team stats, and gosh, they could hit.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, I should this to myself. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to bed sad now tonight, missing all of those guys. Um Yeah, and you had uh, obviously you had Bell had the
1: ridiculous year and Manny Ramirez as a twenty three year old, basically I think yeah, a year younger than Chisholm is now, you know, pitting thirty one home runs, nine sixty OPS. Yeah. Tommy was Chisinald's age, right, so to think about that, <laughs> right. at a 996 OPS, uh, you know, <laughs> Carlos Barraga was only 26, I think, uh, isn't Kipnis 26 this year?
0: Uh, so, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. yeah, wow. Good team, a young team, and they can pitch too. Everyone, you know, their, their offense was so good, everyone talks about that, but Dennis Martinez was great that year.
1: The bullpen was yeah, incredible. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if you if you look at a bullpen, uh, Julian Tavares had probably um him and Betancourt probably that the two greatest relief seasons of kind of the reliever era, Indians era. Uh, he was just incredible. Um obviously Plunk and Poole and Osamacher awesome were the lefty righty guys that Hargrove used. Of course, you know Jose Mesa. I mean, yeah, you know, Everyone, This was I the mean, Jose Mesa. This
0: me. is. I think of '97 first. I think of Game Seven and uh, we we lost. But yeah, I mean '95. His ERA was one one three. That's that's pretty impressive. Yeah, I and mean, he. But uh. Yeah, the the 2013 team. No '95 team, but not bad. And you know they're they're as awful as this week has been. Got a month left. They can just find a way to win three of these next six. We'll see what happens.
1: Well, but, yeah, I guess I'll, you know, I'll kind of get towards a, a better better mindset of things. Just think about this team last year. Yeah. You know, here, here they were just losing, you know, I think they only won four or five games in August. Here we are at the end of August, we're complaining about, I don't know, I don't know what the Indians are in August, maybe around 500 now. And yeah, they're, they're 98, nine games above 500. And you can see, and more importantly, you can see how they can be competitive for the near future because of the pitching that they've has, has kind of stepped up this year.
0: Right. One all right, last question on that note, you know, talking about going forward. This year's not over. We're not writing it off, but looking at the future. Uh, I was talking to i think my the last couple of weeks, my guests, and you know there's always a talk that in detroit uh illich the owner there he he he's in he's advanced in years and might not have a long time left and desperately wants to win a world series and the Tigers have you know have spent a ton of money and uh so hypothetically let's say the Tigers win the World Series this year he 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 gets the trophy gets the ring uh does he then decide, well, I don't need to spend anymore in slash payroll, or does he? Say, no yeah, chance. All- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look,
1: yeah, look what he's done with the Red Wing. I mean, yeah, he's not. I yeah, I mean, I don't think he'll stop at one. I mean, and yeah, you know they, 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 they have a and they have a and they have a lot of guys that are tied up anyway. That you know it wouldn't make sense to dump them right now anyway. In Prince Fielder. Um, even if they wanted to trade him, and you know, obviously still, uh, he's having a down year, but he's still a good player. But his contract is just yeah. massive. <laughs> so yeah, they're they're not going away. They will have a competitive. I don't know if they'll be as good if you know once these guys get a little older and maybe they make a couple mistakes finally, <laughs> in player in you know, in player moves, but I, they will still be the team that the Indians have to beat.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, I mean next certainly, next, season,
1: or certainly was, the next two or three years.
0: Yeah, I feel the same way. I don't think he'd blow it up. I keep o- hoping I'll ask someone and, and someone will try to convince me that he would blow it up, but no one seems to think so. Well,
1: but the but the good thing is, is you have the two wild cards. And once you get into the playoffs, I mean, you can look at recent That's, examples. They're all over the place. Even if you get in as is the wild card and you win the game, it's a short series. And I don't care if you're, you know, who's pitching or who the players are, anything can happen. And that's why baseball is so it's so different than kind of some other sports like you know the NBA. It you're playing the same team seven times in baseball. You're playing a different team, even though it's the same team. You're playing right. playing a different pitcher, probably a different lineup every every night and it's all it's a yeah, very short series
0: it, you do have a one game or short series i think in the nba the better team you know if we're talking about two teams that aren't just evenly matched you know in, in a 1-8-2-7 type series the better team wins for you know wins the game 80 percent of the time and in baseball the better team only wins that, uh, you know, sixty five percent of the time, something like that. So Absolutely. Yeah, yeah right. and, and, <laughs> and, it, and
1: it, it's a it, it's two it's two different types of competitions. You have the hundred sixty two game competition, which pits your depth against other teams depth. I mean, obviously the Yankees are, you know, assuming a, a healthy Yankees team uh, and <laughs> their payroll is going to overcome you know, a kind of a smaller market team over 162 kids because they just have can buy more talent overall talent. But during a seven-game series, it doesn't matter. So that's right. that's why just you know if the Tigers keep winning division titles, the Indians can just make the wild card.
0: Right. Yep. Yeah. yeah. No. I mean, that's the thing. It's it, it's the wild card. They need to beat the Tigers for the wild card though, not not for the division. Let that go. Well, Ryan, thanks for joining me. Um, hope you enjoy your labor day weekend. I hope it brings a victory or 3 or negotiate to 2. <laughs> um, I
1: hope I hope for 2. Uh, let's be let's be realistic. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> yeah, I'm not hoping
0: for 2 be, You're right. Let's hope for 2. Uh and yeah, I will we'll talk again soon. Okay. Okay, that was Ryan Richards and uh this has been episode 10 of Let's Talk Tribe. Again, the big series in Detroit this weekend. We've got Zach McAllister going tomorrow uh, against Rick Porcello for Detroit. Scott Kazmir going Saturday against Anibal Sanchez. And then Danny Salazar hoping to rebound against uh, Justin Verlander, who's who's been, by Verlander's standards, really struggling lately. Uh, and then they come back home to Cleveland for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday games against the Orioles, who they're fighting with for, I guess, third place in the two spot wild card race and the schedule gets a lot easier after that but like ryan and i were talking about earlier if they're if they fall much further back it's not going to matter how easy the schedule is the rest of the way so hopefully the bats wake up and the the pitchers keep doing what they've been doing and hopefully we talk in a week from now and we're looking at a team that's only two or three out of a playoff spot uh we'll see talk to you next week